Let's talk money. And I'm joined now by Mary Holm, our personal finance expert. Hi, Mary. Hello, Jesse. Uh, nice to have you on the show. We spoke to Tim Hyam mm-hmm. in our 1 p.m. hour today, uh, putting on this festival at Great Barrier Island, and you're the first guest on Sunday. <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? Yes, yes, it sounds like a pretty neat, you know, I've been to, uh, talked at a few different writers' festivals, but this one might be the most unusual one out on Great Barrier. Yeah, the most exotic Um, maybe. That's going to be so cool. I'm jealous of you. Yes, really looking forward to it. Yeah, it'll be fun. Um, And you and I were also talking earlier or by email today about the fact that, first of all, the share market plummeted this morning, um, but I've just looked at, at that and it's it's recovering, you know, after a while it got sensible. Obviously, it was on the back of the bad day on the American markets, but the New Zealand markets about recovered about a third of what it dropped and, I'm, you know, it's getting sensible again. And um, yeah, 1% drop since the start of the day. That's nothing compared to the Dow and the NASDAQ, which is sort of, I believe, 5 6%, something like that. Something like that, yes, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, look, in all cases, just everybody just hold their course. Do not react to that kind of, that yeah. kind of news. We've already had yeah. a, few, um, a few emails about that. Should I change my fund? And we cover it all the time, but it's worth saying again, right? Yes, yeah. Um, you know, we've got a couple of good emails today that were a bit slight variations on the theme about that. And so I thought perhaps next time we should go into that in more depth because there just isn't time to cover that and rental properties today. Yeah, okay. Um, but the, 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 your the advice, though, net- which you've given plenty, plenty of times, is just make sure you're in the right level risk fund for you and then stick with it no matter what's happening out there. Exactly. Is that a fair sort of exactly. summary? It certainly is. It sounds as though a couple of the people who have written perhaps are not in the right level fund for them at the moment, but it's not going to make a heck of a lot of difference if they stick with it for another two weeks. So, so let's say we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that next time because there are some different interesting sort of variations on what's going on in the markets at the moment. Yeah. But everybody just hold your course at the moment. Don't and then the other thing you and I were thinking about talking about was if there was any any sort of developments in the budget that were yeah. along kind of KiwiSaver investment lines and there doesn't seem to be much of that. The only thing is they they seem to be um, raising house price caps and I think in some cases getting rid of house price caps on some of the help for people getting first homes. I don't have the detail of that with me but um, people might want to if you're looking to buy a first home and you were thinking you might not be eligible for the help, have a look again because that looks as though that might be easing up, which is really good because it was starting to get a bit silly. Some of the minimum, I mean, maximum yeah. house prices. Like you, we'll help but, you out if you can find a home in Auckland for less than six hundred and fifty thousand dollars, sort of yeah. thing. Yeah, well, that sort of thing. Yes, yes, and, and you know, may, maybe you might get a garage if you're lucky. <laughs> that sort of price. Yeah. So that's. So that's a good change. Right. But, um, um, Mary, I'm getting yes, a little bit of external try. sound from you. Is there any chance you're rubbing or, or nudging something as you talk there? Is there oh. a bit? Yeah, that's the sound. I'll, I'll, I'll try and be very good. I might have been. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <Okay>. teacher. <laughs> so so as, um, as promised, today's theme, how good an investment is rental property? Yes, and we've got one email the other day that you might want to read out. Have you got that in front of you? I do. Um, And it's from the person who's saying, I should have bought that second property next door when I had the opportunity. 
There'll be lots of people who have thought that in their lives. Not only would I have got $500 a week rent, of which any tax to pay I could have offset against a part mortgage on the property, but it's also gone up $150,000 in value in the past 18 months, and it's all tax-free. Or have I got that all wrong, they ask? Uh, yeah, and he has got got you know some of it some of it wrong. I'm afraid, and I mean, look, r- recently rental rental property investments have done really well. There's no doubt about that. Just because there have been such big gains and and property prices, um, but he's wrong about uh, being able to to. He says of any tax I pay, I could have offset against a part mortgage on the property. That's not true. That when you're repaying a mortgage on a rental property, the principal repayments are not deductible anyway, um, and the interest repayments are not deductible from now on for people buying properties from now on. For those who already own them, that deductibility is gradually being phased out. Um, And by by um, in the next four years, that, that deduction will go altogether. So, you know, the, from that point of view, rental properties aren't as good as they used to be. Mm. And similarly, um, on the, ta- the tax on gains on rental properties, it's getting harder and harder to, well, well the, the bright line rules have got, got tougher and tougher. So that now it depends when you bought the property, whether you're going to be caught by these bright line rules, they're called, which mean that the gain you make on the rental property would be taxed like any other income. Now, um, we had another listener write to you and then you passed it on to me a little, a week or two ago, I think it was, who said, the fact is most rental property owners would happily hold on to their properties for 10 years or more to maximise the capital to gain and avoid, pay, avoid paying the tax. Well, even that's not, not strictly speaking true because New Zealand, apart from the bright line rules that, that are relatively recent, New Zealand for decades has had this strange law that says that if you bought an investment and you had a firm intention to sell it, then the tax, then your gains are taxable. And that, that strictly speaking, applies to shares, property, or any other investment you have made. And the trouble is people dodge that, <laughs> dodge that rule. And I have no idea how many of them end up getting caught. Some do end up getting caught, some don't. And Inland Revenue, of course, is not going to tell us, but we, we're only catching 10% or maybe they're catching most. I don't know. I'd love um, to know. Yeah, it'd be interesting to know, wouldn't it? But the fact is that people shouldn't shouldn't count on selling any investment at a gain and not paying tax on it because it's quite hard to argue that you didn't buy it with the intention of selling it. I mean, you you know, you get some people saying, I bought a rental property and I don't intend to sell it. I'm going to keep it until I die. And they might then get away with that. I don't know. I don't, I'm not the only revenue. Um, so, so the, you know, the whole tax question around rental property is iffy, shall we say. And then you get, get the national government saying, if we come into power, we're going to make it, you know, the bright line rules not so strict. But who knows what future governments might do. It's, it's, the truth of the matter is that rental property is a bit 
controversial, shall we say, and there are quite a few New Zealanders who feel that, that landlords are getting too good a deal. And so it's, it's a bit of a political football in a way that, say, shares or KiwiSaver investments or other investments aren't. Yeah. So people should always keep in mind that, you know, there could be moves against rental property investment by the government um, as well as possible improvements. Well, yeah, I was going to say all the opposite, right? If uh, National gets yeah. in next year, they've signalled that they might get rid of that bright line test, um, well, I think, for example. I think they, I think, I think, but I'm not certain that they're saying they would move it back to if you sell within two years rather than 10 years. Yep, got it. Um, I think they're saying, yeah. But um, look, there are a whole lot of other issues around rental property too that people don't always realise. Um, with tenants, you, might, you get some that don't pay or they trash the place or they call you at 2am and say the washing machine's flooded or... Um, you get you lose a tenant, <laughs> and then there's a big gap till you get another tenant, and that feeds into actually some of the other. Did you see there were some other emails you forwarded to me? And yeah, I sent from today. Them to do, yeah. do you want me to yeah, go through got, some of the ones that we've, yeah. um, that you've identified? Yeah, okay. Yes, let's. Um, Have a look. Yeah. Hi, Jesse. I'd be interested in Mary's thoughts on rental properties as a vehicle for enforced savings. Having been mortgage-free previously and now with debt over $2 million across my home and a rental property in Wellington, I'm much more motivated to be careful with my money and save via debt reduction than I was when I was living freehold. That's from Trish. Yeah, look, Trish, I, I, absolutely. If I had $2 million in mortgages... I would be worrying. I mean, look, she's got the asset. She's obviously got, you know, the properties are worth more than $2 million, so it's not like she's in dire straits. But there's nothing like having that sort of debt hanging over you to, to motivate you to get rid of the debt, which is, in effect, improving your wealth in the same way as saving. So it's a really good point. If you've got a rental property and you're having to, to cover the expenses, et cetera, and get that mortgage down. It's a huge motivator to, to save well. Good point, Trish. Okay. This one's from Martin, who's in Wellington too. Please ask Mary about the time and the other liabilities involved in running a rental property. My observation is that many new investors are surprised to find they have essentially bought themselves a job. If yeah, you're look, getting paid, you're not the boss. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. You you do hear that quite often. I mean, one option, of course, is to hire a property manager to to do a lot of the sort of running around for you, lining up tradespeople to fix problems, etc., and chasing people if they're not paying their rent. The trouble is, of course, that then you have to pay the property manager. And as one person wrote to me once in my Herald column. I've now got another problem. I don't think the property manager is very good. So, you know, I've moved from having problems with the tenant mm. to problems with the property manager. So, um, and if you don't have a property manager, then look, put it this way, it's a heck of a lot more work than having money in, say, a KiwiSaver fund or a, or a share fund or, yeah, I mean, and there's the whole human factor. You're dealing with humans who... You might have a really good tenant and then they lose their job and can't pay and do you give them some slack for a while? Hopefully you do, but, you know, how long do you do that? There's a lot of different issues that come up um, that can take quite a lot of time and quite a lot of stress, I think. 
Okay. A- a- any f- concluding thoughts then on this topic? Um, yeah. Look, overall, rental properties certainly have been darn good investments. These days, with, with property prices actually falling at the moment, and who knows what's going to happen, but we can be pretty sure they're not going to continue to grow at the rate they have in the recent past, this, and the fact that the governments seem to be clamping down on them. And all the other, you know, you never know what sudden unexpected expenses you might get. The whole other issue is, is that you're borrowing to invest in rental property and nearly everybody is. And that means that you, if, if the property gains in value, you get the gain on your money and the bank's money. And that's why people do so well with rental property. But if you find you're forced to sell because your circumstances change and the house prices have gone down, and, you know, that's suddenly becoming a realistic possibility now, then you can find yourself selling the house and the proceeds of the sale don't cover your mortgage. And that's when you're sitting there with a debt to the bank still. And that can't happen if you don't borrow to invest in in property or shares or anything. But if you do, when things go well, they go really well. When they go badly, they go horribly badly. And, and, you know, given the outlook of property prices at the moment, it's certainly rental property, certainly not as good a prospect as it has been in recent years. Having said that, probably it'll still work out pretty well for most people. Yeah, and in fact, you know, talking about unexpected things happening, I've just got a message from Maddie. She had to sell a rental property that she was going to keep, but she had to sell it due to ill health. She's actually got quite a specific question about whether she can appeal to IRD to see if she's got grounds for not paying tax on income from the sale. I doubt you know that one off the top of your head, Mary, but uh, I just read it out as to illustrate that you don't really often know what's around the corner. No, that's right. Yes, and I don't think IRD is you know, terribly, I was going to say compassionate, but that's not fair. That's not their role to be compassionate. I don't know what sort of reception she'll get, but she can always try. She should probably actually approach um, an accountant, preferably if she hasn't got much money, she might not be able to afford one. But if she knows somebody who's a friend of a friend, they might help her to, you know, to work out how she might approach IRD. But, yeah, I mean, as you say, it's a good example of the kind of thing that can go wrong. And people, when when investments go wrong, people don't talk about them so much. You hear the, the ones, you know, skiting about when things go well. Don't hear so much from the ones when things go wrong. And so I think people do get a distorted idea sometimes of how good certain investments can be. Great to have you on, Mary. As always, enjoy your time on Aotea. Do send me a message and let me know how you've got on. Thanks very much, Jesse. A personal finance expert, Mary Holm. And if you're in that part of the world, uh, she'll be speaking at Carrick Irish Pub in Trifina at 5pm on Sunday. It's 10 bucks, and the website is smallislandbigideas.co.nz.